Yo, welcome to another Trigger Proof Transmission. Let me know if you can hear me. Um, I am going to give this a shot, trying this with new audio. <clears throat> so if this ends up not working, I'll probably find out after the fact uh, and see a bunch of comments. But I'm going to give it a shot anyway. And um, I got some new technology that makes the audio a little bit better, as you can see the the, uh, the microphone if you're watching this. But essentially, I uh, wanted to jump on tonight to really talk about something very important as I have been observing the people in our community, uh, observing myself, uh, and delving deeper into the understanding of healing trauma, healing the nervous system, and nerding out on neuroscience. Um, I had something really I wanted to share because somebody asked this really powerful question. She said, why is it that I keep getting into the exact same dynamics in relationships? They always go through the exact same cycle. There's this, you know, honeymoon cycle and then there is a breakdown. You know, there's like a break, there's a honeymoon cycle and then something happens, there's a breakdown, a misunderstanding. I don't feel seen, I don't feel heard, I feel gaslit, and boom, it's like mathematical certainty. It happens again and again and again. So I thought I saw that question and I was like, that's a damn good question because I can totally relate to it. Whenever something, whenever I read something from somebody in the community and I look and go, holy shit, that sounds very familiar. Uh, I can look at my own journey with a smile and see I, I had that exact same thing happen. And in my case, it was in romantic relationships, exactly the same pattern. Let me know in the comment section if you can actually relate to this, if you can relate to this and the, the anxiety of what it's like to uh, be in that and then have this should I stay or go kind of situation. That was my last relationship. And four years into the should I stay or go, I remember feeling incredibly trapped, feeling like a failure once again, feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm an intelligent guy. Like I can figure uh, a lot of cool shit out. I'm actually great at helping people heal. You know, 20 years as a chiropractor, the last five, seven years really teach as a teacher, first within my practice, teaching my patients, kind of self-regulation tools to help them through stress. And then it just became kind of like something that I absolutely loved. If you're meeting me for the very first time, it's something that slowly I found myself wanting to spend more time in, in the teaching world. And here I am now, uh, retired from chiropractic, in the throes of my somatic experiencing practitioner uh, training while raising a family and um, uh, leading a global community of people who are committed to breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. Cycle breakers, hence the t-shirt here, hence the mug right here. Um, yeah, I just want to see if, if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me. Hopefully this works. Hopefully this Microphone's working. I, I can't see on the any comments just yet. Um, yeah, cool. So let's give it a shot. So 
Um, this conversation is really about um, what it takes to create secure relationships because relationship anxiety is real. But I want to talk about an even bigger issue. I want to address this head on and help give you three blind spots on what you might not be, where you might not be looking if you've been going to traditional therapy to try to solve your problem, if you've been doing personal development you know, hats off, kudos to you on the path of becoming a self-healer. I'm a big fan of um, the holistic psychologist. Everything she writes is bang on. Uh, and it's exactly what I discovered in my own healing journey. And when I met my good friend, Dr. Russell Kennedy, uh, we, we both came up with the exact same conclusions. And I, the the idea, the concept that I wanted to help uh, expose you to right now, if you're having this experience of should I stay, should I go, why do I keep repeating these patterns, why is it that, you know, am I too broken to actually, you know, get into a relationship, will I ever find somebody who's going to love me for me when I feel so unworthy, you know, any of these uh, questions or concerns uh, resonate with you, let me know. And I want to give you some some uh, some insights of what you can do. And when you get this part right, what happens is your relationship, your all of your relationships around you start to change. Uh, primarily because I'm talking about the relationship within us. Becoming a cycle breaker is somebody who recognizes themselves living through patterns and recognizing and acknowledging that it never really started with you. In fact, I'm going to give you three kind of blind spots that are going to help uh, shed some light. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my camera this way. Perfect. You can see a picture of Lucy in the background there. But I have this new toy. If you're listening, uh, on the podcast, you probably won't see this, but here we go. So the first um, consideration, you know, uh, healing relationship anxiety. And let me just see. Boom. Can you see that? Perfect. I'm just checking to see if you can actually see this on the screen. Yeah, probably not. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Okay. Didn't work. That's fine. All right. So the first, because I can't write it, I'm just going to say it. So number one consideration is it's never about what it's about. I want you to think of this relationship that you're going through right now, or if you went through a betrayal, an infidelity, um, if you're going through conflict within a relationship, even if it's with your mother, okay? This, this pretty much goes through every single relationship because truthfully, your life is relationships. Why, are, why am I even talking about this? I'm a chiropractor. I'm dealing with primarily health-related issues, right? What I discovered in my 20 years of being a chiropractor is that it's our attachment traumas that we go through throughout our lives that we've been accumulating that contribute to a, a breakdown in our mental, emotional well-being, 
anxiety for sure, which we're going to talk about. Um, and without addressing the root cause, which is relational, usually our traumas are relational because <clears throat> we never really understood how to have healthy relationships. So when I'm 40, 43 years old, after my last relationship breakdown, I had to wake up and go, what the heck is going on? Like, why is it that I can't get this, this critical part of life aligned? This whole concept of relationships, why can't I do that? And it turns out that I'm in good company. Uh, the guy who's, you can be a billionaire creating rockets that land uh, vehicles on the moon and still get divorced five times. Elon Musk, five divorces, all these kids, three or four different women, I think. Uh, and uh, he's a billionaire, brilliant guy, just can't get this concept of relationship. So it's, in other words, it's easier to land, it's easier to land a, a vehicle on another planet than it is to have a successful relationship. Okay. So if you, if you haven't learned this, when I realized that, I was like, okay, I'm in good company. And so you're in good company. And what I realized when I went through this process, uh, I stopped distracting myself with other relationships and I realized that it's, my rela it's actually my relationship to the way that I handle stress and anxiety that plays a pivotal role in how I do relationships. Let me say that again. How you handle anxiety in general, your ability to autonomically self-regulate is going to be the most critical factor in your ability to create secure relationships. Your ability to regulate your autonomic nervous system and be the active operator of your nervous system and handle your anxiety will be the factor. Just got off a call with a lawyer today, brilliant woman, brilliant lawyer, uh, very accomplished. But when she met this guy a couple years ago, boom, all rationality went out the window, red flags up the wazoo, and she just ignored them. Not because she's stupid, because she's really intelligent. She literally looked back on it and said, why? Like, and what she's working on with us is getting to the root cause of why. She, she knows, she's done the therapy for 20 years. She knows what a red flag is. But it's in, she was like, it's in my body. And it goes to the point that how we handle anxiety is going to make one of the biggest impacts on our on how our relationships go, relationship anxiety in general. And so I want you to look at anxiety as <clears throat> an alarm state in your body. Most people think anxiety is, you know, obsessive and intrusive thoughts, but that's not actually what it is. Anxiety is an alarm state in the body. There's a background alarm that's already there and it didn't start with this relationship. Believe me when I tell you, it didn't start with your partner, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. It didn't start with, with them. It's been in your body for a very long time since you were a little boy or a little girl. And what's happened is the role of a relationship, because I'm going to give you a little, a new perspective on what relationships are. The role of a relationship is actually to expose um, 
these unresolved attachment traumas so that if you're ready, you can use each trigger to help heal. So in other words, I want to help reframe the way that we create secure relationships is to reframe the whole context of what a relationship actually is. Because without doing that, we're still looking for that high, which is like a drug, right? We're looking for the, the butterflies and all of that stuff. And oftentimes when that love at first sight, like fireworks, like that, that we look for, that we attribute to a healthy, attribute to a, a good relationship, that's actually a trauma bond. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. No wonder they were all cataclysmic, uh, complete meltdowns. So why is that? Why does that happen? Well, these unresolved attachment wounds are, are not conscious. They're unconscious. They're stuck in our body. And what happens is we really, uh, what we do is we do everything we can <coughs> unconsciously to pair up with other people with similar wounds. It's kind of like magnetism. Uh, and we, we merge with those people uh, to reflect these unresolved shadows, these unresolved wounds. And so we either use them to learn and heal or we keep repeating patterns. This is why patterns are repeated. This is why the argument keeps happening again, even though you think that you've resolved it and you say that you resolve it and the thing is resolved by word, the behavior doesn't change is because it's the somatic experience of that wounded child that hasn't really been addressed. And it can't be addressed with just talk therapy. Why? Because many of these wounds have happened back before you were even verbal. You don't even remember them. You won't even remember them. You know, often the people that we're working with will say, oh, I had a great childhood. Nothing happened. I don't want to really say anything bad about my parents. Uh, I have no bad memories. I have actually no memories. And um, I can feel like, when they, oh, everything was fine in my childhood. Everything was great. Like, those are the either either we hear people who are like, oh my God, my parents were monsters, it was horrible, or or it was fine. Like my parents were great. Like every time I hear those two, those are the ones that have some severe attachment trauma. Sometimes they're so painful that we have dissociated from them. So it's normal if you don't have memories of childhood. It's actually, uh, you know, a sign of your wounded child often trying to protect itself by not going through those feelings and memories because you didn't likely have parents unless you had unicorn parents. I don't know anybody who did unless they become cycle breakers themselves. Uh, unless they were cycle breakers themselves, you didn't have parents who knew how to hold space for your emotions and to validate them. Quite the opposite. Oftentimes, your emotions brought up your parents' emotions and they didn't really know quite what to do or because of cultural decencies or norms, certain emotions were frowned upon, uh, punished uh, physically often. And so... We're conditioned at a young age to abandon ourselves. And this self-abandonment or self-betrayal is what we seek out so that we can feel safety and belonging. 
unknowingly this role that we play, this mask that we put on for safety, uh, we stop being able to distinguish who we truly are with all of this happening. Does this resonate at all? Let me know if any of this is resonating, by the way, in the comment section. So when you, the first thing that at first blind spot that I want you to get with relationship anxiety is that whatever anxiety you're dealing with right now in your relationship, whether it's an infidelity, whether there is um, gaslighting going on, whether you feel like you're not being supported, whether you're feeling abandoned or you're feeling emotionally neglected, um, or you're just feeling smothered and accused all the time, right? I want you to know that it's never about what it's about. What's happening is you're experiencing the anxiety, the angst of a younger part of yourself and you're being triggered, which leads me to point number two is that every trigger basically is a, it results in a self-abandonment. What do I mean by that? Well, for example, what's triggering you in this relationship? Well, he is, he's, he's abandoned me. He's not speaking to me. He's stonewalling me. He's completely stonewalling me, which is like ignoring, that can be very painful, especially if you've ever had an abandonment wound. Um, when your partner kind of stonewalls, they freeze, they feel like they're stuck in a no-win situation and they don't feel hurt and it's not going to make a difference and they don't feel safe to express themselves. Boom, they're going to, what's called stonewall, right? I've been there, you've done it. You've had it done to you. I don't know anybody who hasn't had that experience. And that's very triggering. But point number two, blind spot number two, what I want you to get is that the question that you can learn to ask yourself, and this is part of the trainings, our trigger-proof trainings that we give, that I give to all of the cycle breakers in the community that are learning how to break this cycle because it's deep conditioning. I'm going to tell you this. You're going to be like, wow, this makes sense. But in all likelihood, it's easy to forget because this condition response is not rational. It's in your body. So when somebody stonewalls you, you have the experience of being stonewalled. You have two kind of air, what I call arrows or darts coming after you. The first one is the experience of being rejected by that other person. That other person turns their back on you or whatever, and you feel rejected by them. That's arrow number one. And arrow number two happens when we turn around and we abandon ourselves as a result of what's happening. So in other words, they're not speaking to me. That's painful. And the real pain <clears throat> underneath that is it must mean because I'm unworthy of love. For example, and you can ask yourself this question, one of the questions that I teach in the overview experience and in uh, the breath work and, and all of the trainings that we do in our programs, really getting you to ask yourself the question, what am I making that mean about me? The fact that they're doing that, the fact that they're stonewalling, what am I making it mean about me? And if you really dig, sometimes people, when we first ask them this, they don't understand. They're like, I don't know, they're being rude. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't point to them. What are you feeling inside? You know, which 
going to be point number three. What are you feeling inside? And like, I don't know what I'm feeling. They're being rude. No, no, no. What is it you're making it mean about you? Oh, like what kind of a person gets stonewalled and rejected? Somebody who's not worthy, not good enough. Ah, bingo. Self-abandonment. So what I discovered, this was one of the greatest discoveries of my life a few years ago that I began teaching this work, Becoming Trigger Proof, is undoing the chronic self-abandonment that happens with every trigger. And it can be done. Uh, so number one, it's never about what it's about. Number two, every trigger that you're experiencing, that you're trying to end, is actual chronic self-abandonment, which has been happening since you were a child. So it's not gonna go away overnight. You can begin to unpack it. You can build muscle, which is kind of like neuroplasticity, mental muscle, mind muscle, which is neuroplasticity, laying down new pathways that build resilience from your prefrontal cortex to your amygdala to self-regulate. That's a, a muscle. Self-regulation is a muscle. And you can learn how to undo that chronic self-abandonment, which leads me to point number three, which is that you can't think your way out of this. You can't watch a video and heal the relationship anxiety. You can't listen to this podcast and think that that's going to solve it. You can't read books and think that that's going to solve it because insights are very important to healing, but that's only one part of it. 80% of it is learning how to feel when we've been spending most of our lives up in our heads trying to think our way to solving issues, thinking, 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 that's where the intrusive thoughts come, as a way to avoid the feeling. And my good friend, Dr. Russell Kennedy, taught me that you can't think your way out of a feeling problem. You must learn how to drop into the body and feel it. And there's many obstacles, is that the first is, we're too afraid of pain, so most of us would rather overthink it. Most people, even the people in our community that I've been seeing work, work at it for a while, you can still see that it's so painful to feel that we will go back to our old ways of overthinking, which is what anxiety actually is. Intrusive thoughts, overthinking, thinking, 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 and we love to go to therapists and just talk, 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 talk. This is when I can see when we're working with people and they are in story. Most people, most therapy that you go to just kind of addresses your issue at the, at the point of the story. But you can't talk or think your way out of a feeling issue. You must have the courage to go deeper into the feeling and address the state where it's really coming from the original self-abandonment, one, two, and three, I'm tying it all together. And so this is a practice. And every single time a trigger comes up, every anxiety really is a prolonged trigger. And we never learned how to autonomically regulate them. And this community that you're in right now, that's what this community is all about. This community is really about teaching that to you. And so there's many different um, opportunities for you to do it. So the best way people ask me, all right, how do I undo this relationship anxiety? I, I, you know, I get that it's not about what it's about. I get that I've been self-abandoning a lot. Like 
it's big. It's so much part of me that I just say yes to everybody else other than myself because I don't want to feel rejected because I've already rejected myself. I get it. And I'm in my head all the time, anxious, attached, or, or I'm avoiding, you know, and I'm so insecure. How do I do that? You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Well, it's a process of rebuilding self-trust. The opposite of anxiety is self-trust. Becoming trigger-proof is a path, is a basically a spiritual journey. It's a neuroscientific just as, as, as much neuroscience as it is spiritual and woo. So you can be both. You can be hardcore into the neuroscience and you can be hardcore into the woo and not disagree because they actually overlap in this work. In this work, you have spirit and matter. In this work, you have uh, masculine and feminine. You have a duality. In this work, you have a light and you have a dark shadow. And to become trigger-proof is really to stop putting on these masks and to take off the masks and to embrace our shadow. It's the only way to, that I healed anxiety. And I say healed in the past tense. It's not really accurate. I heal anxiety as I go. You know, it's a work in progress. It's, it's a taking action and gracefully uh, surfing through each trigger. You can learn how to become the active operator of your nervous system. Right now, relationships are basically crumbling. We have families that are falling apart, partners, you know, who are politically divided on, you know, the whole mandate issue. It's pretty fucking hardcore right now in the world, if, in case you haven't noticed and relationships are falling apart, and the number one skill that nobody really wants to take on is mastering autonomic regulation, learning how to become a cycle breaker, how to break the cycles of intergenerational trauma that didn't start with you and become trigger-proof, not trigger-less. I get triggered every day. I work in, in the field of trauma with people who are activated in their traumas often as part of their healing. You know, part of your healing, you got to be willing to feel it. So I help guide people through some feeling, not so much feeling, but avoiding feeling. People sign up to heal and the biggest obstacle is 
really giving themselves permission to feel the feelings that they've been stuffing away or not dealing with. It's terrifying. That's why it really helps to have a Yoda, an Obi-Wan, a Morpheus, somebody who's going to walk you through and guide you, not be your hero. There's no therapy or coach or or guru that's going to save you. you. You're wise to take that work on. I'm going to be the cycle breaker and learn how to heal yourself. So what to do? So I'm going to invite you to do two things right now. I'm going to put two links below. The first one is breathwork and badassery. It's the event coming up on Saturday. It's on a, on a weekend. If you're listening to this on, on replay, we have them once a month. And it is the community getting together to learn how to breathe and autonomically regulate ourselves through self-regulation and co-regulation. See, we can't do it alone and no one can do it for us, but we're meant to do it together <clears throat> because just being in my space as I work to autonomically regulate, I, you being on this conversation, are at the effect of my nervous system you actually are impacted. Our nervous systems are contagious. If you wanna be a leader, you wanna make damn sure that you know how to be the active operator of your own nervous system. And it all comes back to healing with our shadow parts that we don't wanna admit that are there, that we've been trying to talk our way out of or think our way out of. No, we actually have to address them head on and there's very little talking involved when you're doing it. So the, the Breathwork and Badassery is an event coming up. Follow the link below. Join us and learn how the foundations, like if I were to start one, 101 and I wanted to teach Dominic how to do this, I would, I would basically have him come to Breathwork and Badassery. If I was going to teach my son from the ground up the foundational skills on how to be a heart-centered human who's authentic, I would start them at breathwork and badassery. Full disclosure, I teach my trainings as though, what would I teach my son? He's now one years old and he's got to, you know, adapt to this crazy, crazy ass world he's been born into where everybody's, there's a mass psychosis going on. There's a mental health decline People aren't really thinking straight. Relationships are tattered. We're isolated. And he's now in the world like this. So can you see why this work is very important to me? Because it's really about him. What would I teach him? It would be breathwork and badassery. And to join us tomorrow or upcoming if you're watching the replay for Should I Stay or Go? It is a one-hour web. Uh, masterclass that I have that goes through the five shifts that I had to make and we take all our clients through to get them to be the container where a secure relationship can actually happen. Most of us are waiting for somebody secure to, to date so that we can kind of hopefully figure it out. And that's kind of like a, uh, that's, it's foolish to expect that the other person is going to kind of solve it. It's going to be the right compatible person. Yeah, without the right skills, then those old narratives, it's never about what it's about. Every trigger 
results in self-abandonment and we can't think our way out of feeling problems, these facts, these blind spots are still going to be there. I take you through in the master in the master class, I take you through literally the five transformation transitions that we all have to kind of emerge and 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 an experience in order for a secure relationship to thrive. Now, before I made these transitions, I wasn't able to have secure relationships. Since I've made these transitions, um, my relationships with men have changed. My relationships with family have changed. My relationships with clients, my relationships with my business, my anxiety and my body, all of it's completely changed. So not only am I the president, I'm also a client and I love teaching it. So the links are going to be below and it's tomorrow. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific is the masterclass. Uh, and if you're watching on or listening on replay or on the podcast, um, the link is in the show notes. Jump in and join us, ask questions, and learn how to become the container where secure relationships can thrive. If you're interested in being a cycle breaker, this is where you would begin. See you at the next perfect time.